that's kind of like I would say where everything began because it was almost like God said okay here's a test now let's pass it I'm giving you instruction on what you need to do Hello and welcome to Dream Mentorship Podcast. Dream Mentorship is an international online community. Our podcast is for women who want more out of life, who are ready to make a positive difference, and who dare to dream. Listen for motivating conversations with industry bosses, moms, students, and women in general who are thriving in life and business. We are here to help you live your dream because your dream is valid. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Dream Mentorship Podcast. Of course, you know, I'm your girl, Mac Jane Creighton, and today we have a very, very special guest. She's my friend, um, and her name is Jessica McMullen. Uh, she is a mother of 10. She's a veteran mystic maker. <laughs> that cracks me up. Uh, she is a homemaker. She's a homeschooler, and she's also a new author. Uh, She is uniquely qualified to help those currents in the trenches of homeschooling. So if you're a homeschooling mama, uh, this is a podcast for you. You definitely want to hear this. And if you're a mom with more than one child, uh, you definitely (laughs) want to hear this as well. Um, She, you know, she'll talk about balancing this um, and also being a wife. And of course, if you're a wife, you want to hear this conversation um, because, you know, sometimes we have all these various hats that we wear as women and um, we want to know how we can, you know, we can balance all of it. Something that impresses me about um, Jessica, and I'm going to ask her about it, is her set of mom metrics. Um, she has breastfeed 10 babies, has chained over 50,000 diapers, 100, over 100,000 meals have been made, and has an infinite amount of mouths that are driven, tears wiped, hugs and kisses given. Isn't that amazing? Um, <laughs> if you're a mom now, you're probably like, whoa. Oh, this is fun. So let's get into the fun conversation and welcome <laughs> Jessica to it. Welcome to the podcast, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. <laughs> awesome. So we're going to jump right into it. Can you tell us what mom's part is? <laughs> That's a new well, word. <laughs> yeah, um, I would have to, I would have to say that my husband is the one who kind of came up with that. Um, So it's kind of like a mom expert. And um, well, in terms of how to explain it, I would say um, it's the miles that I've put in, mommy miles. Mm. Um, I was reading um, a few articles that um, it says it's for one to be considered an expert in a a specific area, a field, um, you have to have put in 10,000 miles. Oh, wow. I, um, I mean, not 10,000 miles, 10,000 hours. Oh, (laughs) 10,000 hours. (laughs) Um, and so I thought about that and I calculated, um, with my oldest. And so, um, I have about 70,000 hours of, um, dedicated mommying, hugging, kissing, uh, mistake making and practicing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's, I love it. it. That's kind of that's kind of how I would put it. 
Okay, I really do love it. All right, so I just love how I just love your kids' names, and I'm just gonna, you know, put them out there. So she's a mom of ten, as we have already established, of Naomi, Joseph, Noah, Gabrielle, Isabella, oh. Caleb, Phoebe, Joanna, mm -hmm. Anna, and Lydia. Ooh, look at that! I okay. did it. <laughs> Thanks to Ed <Edith laughs> for helping me out. Well, that is amazing. Like. Seriously, Jessica, how do you do it? Like 10 kids? <laughs> well, wow. That's a loaded question. I get asked that quite often. Um, and honestly, I have to say two people that are super important to me. And that is um, God in my life. I wholly trust and rely on his strength um, and wisdom. And um, my husband, of course, my best friend. He, um, he helps in everything and anything that needs to be done. And so without the two of them in my life, mm -hmm. it would be very, very, very difficult. Not that, you know, it's ever easy, mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, they, um, my husband certainly helps out if dishes need to be done or clothes need to be folded or washed, you know, he is there and he's willing and I'm super thankful for that. Um, and also am very aware that I'm very blessed to have a, um, lifelong, uh, companion <laughs> that, um, that is, is like himself. Yeah. Awesome. What is your advice for parents who are new to homeschooling? Because obviously you went, I wouldn't say obviously, um, but yeah. you know, you homeschool, um, mm -hmm. what would be your advice to anyone? And I'm going to be honest with you. This is transparent mom moment right here. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> with all COVID-19, um, my daughter, we have just one, she's two and we had, you know, pulled her out of, she was doing a, a half day daycare and it wasn't even like hundred percent. Um, but you know, that was still like a relief for us to have her go somewhere for a couple of hours a day, yeah. uh, yeah. then come back home because she has a lot of energy. And this, uh, with the whole COVID 19 situation, she's been home with us. So we introduced homeschooling, we changed some parts of her room to like have boards and learning metrics for her. And uh -huh. it's been hard, like you know, even when we say her word for the week is purple, um, to teach her purple, you find different <laughs> ways to teach the um, color purple. You, you find it like wow that's a lot of work so i give <laughs> i give like we are like we are at that point where we're like yes we love having her home and we love seeing all the things that she's learning but we'll be glad <laughs> if she can go somewhere for a couple of hours and kudos to her teacher yesterday we tried arts and crafts and it was i was like oh my gosh so much mess everywhere uh but <laughs> so so i give my hats off to people who homeschool and have their kids and not just one child and 10. So what is your advice for parents who are new to homeschooling or you know, just having their kids um, home yeah. with COVID-19? So I would say, get my book. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have actually, you know, lots of resources in there and it's actually, it's a fairly short book. It is an mm -hmm. ebook and you can find it on Amazon. Um, how do I do this homeschool thing is what it's titled. Um, but uh, I would say my advice, and I actually have a few things listed because I didn't want to really miss anything, mm -hmm. um, is um, take one day at a time, right? Uh, 
homeschooling, especially when it's new, I remember my first year homeschooling, I felt so overwhelmed. I, I had six kids at the time, one of them being a newborn and I was nursing him. And so it was a lot to take in. Um, but what I did was I chose to just take it one day at a time. Mm. Um, this is our, we're going into our eighth year of homeschooling. So thank God for all the patience and all of the grace yeah, and mercy that he has shown me <laughs> mm-hmm. to be able to pass on and show them as well. So I would definitely say take one day at a time. Enjoy this time with your kids. Um, we are at the moment, and I even mentioned this in the book, we are afforded the ability to spend time with our kids that um, we weren't used to doing before, Mm. you know, many times we get used to sending them off and the teacher has them honestly for about 40 hours a week, Mm. basically a work day. Um, and so there are things that we miss out on, right? Normally when we have babies, we, um, are there for their first rollover, their first sitting, um, their first, um, smile, their first, you know, all of these little firsts, but then there are other, uh, firsts that we may miss, um, while they are in school, like that moment where they may finally get the math problem or they understand, um, language or, you know, they, they embrace and are excited about art or music. So take this time as a gift, see it as a gift and, um, really embrace it. Um, I would also say, take this time to build strong relationship. Um, I know that there are times when you have teenagers or kids who are um, around like the preteen age, you know, things start to change. They become more vocal about their thoughts and their emotions. Um, And it can be challenging sometimes uh, because sometimes you don't always have all of the answers and that's okay as a parent, you know, that's okay, but you can both agree to go seek the answer together and you can grow from that together. There's something that is popularly said and mentioned in homeschool conventions, and it is do not let math ruin your relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Math can be, challenging for some Mm -hmm. it can be you know a headache it can be a stressor it can bring both parent and child to tears Mm. (laughs) um but it is more important to focus on the relationship versus the math or you know whatever subject area you are trying to have them learn So definitely um, make the best of building a strong relationship between um, both parents and the child. Um, Allow them to go after the things that they are passionate about. Mm. Uh, I have one child who he's actually my second. So he's the second oldest. He, a few years ago, I would say like three years ago, he became very interested in photography. And so for his 13th birthday at this point, he said, um, 
I really want this camera and you know it's like seven hundred dollars and we're like wow and so you know it was a big birthday mm. so it was either the camera or a party but we really had seen how much he had grown and how much he was passionate about it and he um he took it very seriously and he had um he has a couple of great mentors at church and they have um, sown their own time into his life. Mm. We have also, you know, paid for a class um, at a very known university here called Full Sail University. They had mm. a homeschooling program on photography and videography and, you know, he learned that. And so he is still, till this day, um, very passionate about it. He's going to be 15, and he works at the church and um, at our church conferences. He's been a part of that. So it's been really amazing. So allow your kid the space to chase after something that, while being in school, they would not have the opportunity to mm. chase after. Wow. Um, yeah. Allow them to play again. Mm. That's another huge thing. Um, as, as yourself, I know that you're saying that, you know, your two-year-old, she can be exhausting. I have a, I have one that's almost two. She'll be two in October mm. and she's my last one. And <laughs> she has been very exhausting. <laughs> I think she has wanted to make it known that she does not want to be forgotten as right. a baby. <laughs> she's very busy, but for parents out there who are going to homeschool very young kids, like two years old or three years old, even four years old, allow them to play. That is the major component of their learning. Mm -hmm. um, going outside, you know, even if it's raining, a lot of people may shy away from letting their kids play in the rain because, yeah. you know, we have like this myth, oh, you're going to get sick. But honestly, I don't think my kids have ever gotten sick any time that I've allowed them to play outside in the rain. Yes, it can be messy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that's actually how they learn. They, yeah. They're able to wonder and explore. And I think that even as parents, when we become adults, we forget to wonder and explore and discover even the very simple things around us that God has created. And so I think to point that out and allow our kids to play outside and just walk around and look at trees or listen mm -hmm. to the birds. Yeah. Um, super, super important. And seize the teachable moments. Mm. There's always a teachable moment. Um, and so when you see that, seize that opportunity and and um, and take advantage of it. Run with it. So, oh. yep. Awesome. I love it. So many nuggets. Like I want to pull on different directions when I'm looking. I'm like, oh my gosh, so good. Um, the math <laughs> one got me because I'm not there yet um, to teach the hard math. Um, and I'm already even crying. I cry <laughs> over math. So <laughs> I can't even imagine it. Like that one got me. Thank you for bringing up um, talking about your book. Um, please go get it if you're a homeschooling mom or new to homeschooling. You're wondering what this homeschooling thing is all about. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about your testimony um, because that is such a phenomenal thing that God did. Um, tell us about it. I don't want to, um, um, you know, say the wrong word or anything like that. No, um, that's fine. So, uh, wow, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a big story. Um, 
it happened three years ago exactly um fourth of july it's um is the day that it was all going down um july 3rd i became of 2017 i became um sick i woke up with a terrible terrible headache um at that point i was 31 weeks pregnant with my uh ninth baby and so um automatically i just thought that maybe i had a migraine and so I told my kid, I told one of the kids, um, you know, to bring me some ibuprofen and some coffee. And I knew that I would just give it about 15, 20 minutes and then I'd be ready to get up and, you know, move on with the day. It was um, the day before 4th of July. So we had planned to have some people over. My husband was getting ready. It was early in the morning. He was getting ready to go to the supermarket and, you know, get all the 4th of July food. So... The morning went on a little bit. The headache did not go away. It seemed to have intensified. And so um, skipping a little bit, um, we wound up going to the ER. And honestly, I did that because since I was farther along in the pregnancy, I wanted to make sure that everything was okay, um, that the baby was not in any sort of distress or anything like that. And so... Um, my parents came over to watch the rest of the kids and we said, you know, we should be back maybe within an hour or two at most. Um, they ran tests and uh, they told me at the hospital that I had uh, meningitis, viral wow. meningitis. And so, you know, it, it kind of, it shook me, of course. Um, and my husband, we, kind of looked at each other. I knew the severity of that um, because my father had actually had that when he was, um, I want to, uh, six months old. Mm. So my grandmother has always told me that story and my dad has too. And, you know, I know that he was in the hospital for a month and um, thank God, you know, he, he survived, he's alive. Um, and so we were told, I actually told the doctor, you know, I, I feel like I have this low-grade fever, which I had mentioned previously when I first got there, um, but I didn't have, no fever showed up. And so after I was given the news about the meningitis, I said, um, you know, I really, I, I feel like I have a low-grade fever. So they took my temperature again, and they confirmed that I did indeed have that. So they ran some more exams. And they told us that we had to go to the hospital um, because I was at an ER, which and it was a smaller hospital. So they sent me to a bigger hospital for women, um, women and children. And so we wound up going there. And uh, my husband was driving in the car while I was in the ambulance. And the nurse actually happened to follow my husband out. And uh, he wound up... Um, telling him, hey, you know, I just want you to know how to pray. Um, I overheard the doctors, you know, I know that they confirmed that she has viral meningitis, but I also heard them um, say that it's looking like she has um, an amoeba. Mm, and wow. so that was a huge, huge thing to take in. Um, 
but thank God that he always sends his angels, right? Because this nurse did not have to say that. Um, And he literally told my husband, I want you to know how to pray, Mm. which, you know, at that moment, and I didn't know this, obviously, because I was in the in the ambulance. But um, that's kind of like, I would say where everything began, because it was almost like God said, okay, here's a test. Now let's pass it. (laughs) Mm, Wow. Um, I'm giving you instruction on what you need to, to do. And so the next, I would say, oh gosh, I think like 48 hours or maybe a little less than that were very, very, very intense. Um, I got to the hospital and um, the doctor of um, the head of disease came in and she was a very lovely woman and um you know, she could not bring herself to tell us the news of the amoeba. And she even went on to say, there are four male doctors standing outside of this door and neither one of them could come in here and tell you what I have to tell you. And she kept stumbling over her words because she could not bring herself to tell me what was going on. And so I already knew about the meningitis. My husband had some semblance of the, you know, the possible amoeba that the nurse had told him. And Mm. so, you know, we were a little bit both on different pages, but he literally had just gotten there. I did not know that I had been taken up to the ICU. Um, And so when he got there um, and he saw that I was that I had been sent to the ICU, he knew things were serious. Um, her entire demeanor, her entire, um, you know, everything was super serious. And so I knew something else was not right. Yeah. Um, and I just remember laying there with my big belly and thinking, oh my gosh, like spit it out already, woman. <laughs> hmm. And she told us, she said, I'm sorry to tell you this. Um, but we have run this exam. We have had the pathologists and the doctors look at the results independently um, so that they were in a room alone. They were looking at the test to see what they walked away with when it came to, you know, what they saw. And they each concluded, this is an amoeba. This is an amoeba. This is an Mm. amoeba. And so because of that, um, they, uh, they told me, okay, we have to run some more tests, but you know, this is, this is what you have. And because of this, we're going to have to deliver the baby and we're going to have to do this quickly. And, um, you know, your husband will not be able to go in with you. And so, you know, I was a little shook up about that. Um, mm-hmm. I had never had a C-section before. So wow. up until this ninth baby, now I'm having a C-section. My husband can't walk in with me. He cannot hold my hand. And so um, before, you know, anything else was said, he he told the doctor, he said, okay, before we go any further, I want to go outside with you. And so I remember, you know, him telling me, babe, I love you. It's going to be okay. And when everybody left the room, I remember saying out loud, Um, And this was, I had already done this at the ER was, God, 
I'm going to be okay. Everything's mm. going to be okay. God is going to heal me. And yeah. I just kept repeating that out loud. And honestly, I just feel like it was just my spirit praying for me because it is one of those vital things that kind of carried me through even at the moments that I physically and just, you know, as a human, you know, somebody here, flesh and blood could not continue mm. to, to take or bear or, or go on. And so my husband actually went outside and he told the doctors, look, before we do anything, before you touch my wife, before you touch my baby, I am going to pray for all of you. And so yes. he did he made them grab hands? This is previous COVID. <laughs> wow. And so, um, he had them grab hands. He prayed over each of them, asked God to give them the wisdom and the clarity that they needed to, you know, continue with whatever had to be done and the wisdom that they needed. Um, I wound up being wheeled into the, um, the OR or pre-op um, so that I can get, you know, sterilized and everything. They delivered my baby. Um, previous to that, I did not know that I had begun to have a panic attack. Mm. It, awful I could not breathe um it was a lot <laughs> um, wow I felt extremely cold I could not I could barely get a sentence out um I even asked the doctors please put me down already and that mm. was the thing that I remember um wow because even when they put the oxygen mask um when I asked for that at first I actually felt like I was being suffocated and so instead of it helping me, um, I did not feel like it was. So the last thing I remember was saying those words, put me down. And then um, next thing I know, I just heard my name being called. They said, everything is, you know, the baby is fine. She, um, you know, she's looking good. And now you're going to be put into ICU you know, you'll heal there and we're going to hook you up. I mean, I was already hooked up to all of this yeah. you know, uh, IV and medicine that was extremely, extremely strong. They told me mm. that I would not be able to nurse my daughter um, for the first five months because it could, um, it could harm her. Yeah. And so, you know, there were many times I found myself saying, God, I'm trusting you. I know mm. I'm going to Okay. Um, yeah. and I believe that you're going to heal me. And I just kind of, you know, that was my yeah. prayer. Yes. Many, I mean, yeah. I mean, that is a phenomenal story. Like I wish we had times like to go through <laughs> it, like each part of it, but mm -hmm. I want to know, because I want you to, because God healed you and that's not yeah. being said out enough. And I, and that's what yeah. I, you know, I wanted us to talk about that. God healed you mm -hmm. and not only you, God healed yeah. your children as well. Yeah. Um, so they came to find out that not only did you have the brain eating amoeba, but yeah. your children also had it. Um, how did that come about? I know <laughs> if you can share that briefly and how God um, just, yeah. you know, healed you all. So little did I know that um, while I had been admitted, um, some of my kids at home were feeling the same symptoms that I had been. So the doctors said, you know what, bring them all here. We need to make sure that they are okay. We need to check them out. Um, so that whole time um, they were uh, being, you know, tested and um, 
oh gosh, some, some test, I can't remember the name of it right now, but um, they were being tested and three of them, um, although they were all admitted, three of them were the ones that were showing signs of nausea and headache. And so um, they were, um, they were, so many friends and family came and they each went into a room to be with each of our, each of our kids, which um. I'm forever grateful. Um, but we had literally people from around the world, thank God for social media, right? We can yeah. quickly. Um, I went online and I said, I need everybody's prayer. And so people began to pray fervently. My pastor, Pastor William McDowell, he was there. Um, another pastor of ours, Caleb, was also there. Um, everybody, I mean, our church was praying and um, our intercessors. And so we prayed and prayed. And, you know, I, I we call it um, crossing our Red Sea moment. The times mm. that I felt weak. I would tell my husband, babe, grab my hand. I need you to pray. And he would be right there praying. Um, and we were praying and believing for healing. And, you know, the tests came um, and more tests were made. And they said, okay, tomorrow we'll have the last one. And we need to wait because this is going to the CDC. We need to wait for the CDC to respond and make sure that what we're about to do, you know, is what we need to do. Um, and they're gonna, you know, confirm or, you know, and so on July 5th, um, I did not sleep that entire night. I was praying, I was listening to the word, I was listening to worship music. And so um, that morning, this woman that we actually had not seen during the entire course that we were there, she walked in, um, she sat next to my husband and she said, have you heard the news? And he's like, you know, what news? Um, he had literally just woken up abruptly. And mm. since I had not slept, I was awake. And she said, um, she, there's no amoeba. Wow. So she said, what do you mean there's no amoeba? You know, and, and I looked up because I said, who are you? You know, I've never yeah. seen you this whole time. And so... Um, she said, there's no amoeba there. The results say no amoeba. And so we both literally cried our eyes out. We thanked wow. God. I felt as if this huge weight came off of my shoulders. Um, we literally just praised God. And honestly, I did not, we did not see her the rest of the time that we were there at the hospital. I believe we both believe that it was probably another angel that God sent. Um, cause it's the only way that I could, um, that I can testify about it. And mm. that morning, all of my kids were also clear. They did wow. eggs. Um, and so they were actually, um, sent home that same day. And I was there for a few more days, um, in the, uh, recuperating room for, um, people who had given birth. So they moved me to that floor and so um, it was it was a moment that we will never, ever forget. Right. We will always praise God for. Um, I we both strongly believe that it was just a moment in time that God wanted to um, show himself real. Yes. Not just for us, but so that other people can believe that there is a God that exists, that he does yes. still heal, that he does yes and that he does still change lives yes and, um, 
that is basically our mission. Um, we just want to let the world know that um, that God is real. He did it. Yes. And so forever thankful for it. Um, it is not about us. It, it's never been about us. And we always do our best to always point um, directly back to God um, because he deserves the glory and the honor. Yes. Um, yes. We're doing good. Yes. Without Amazing. <laughs> yes. I know. Like, I am so... Like, I am so pumped. I had goosebumps on me as you shared your testimony and that God is real and that, you know, he heals, he still heals. And yeah. um, that's a powerful testimony. Thank you for being transparent and sharing that with us. Um, yeah. And I, even while we're in the high spirit and just celebrating that, uh, I want you to talk about um, your um, your co-part that your your new podcast, you know, your co-host um, of a new podcast called All Grown Up, helping yeah. the kid in you become the adult you've always wanted to be. Um, so yeah. tell us about that, and then um, and also maybe give a word of advice to moms out there um, as we wrap up um, the conversation. Okay, so um, All Grown Up is a podcast that actually my husband um, thought about. Uh, and so we were talking about it and we thought it was a great idea. And as you, um, as you mentioned, it is helping the kid in you become the adult that you've always wanted to be. And so um, when we think of the word grow um, or grown, I should say, we, we say, you know, godly, resiliency, open, um, wise and noble. And wow. so in our culture that we live in, um, resiliency could be something that, um, that we sometimes struggle with. And so basically we just want people to know, Hey, never give up, um, and keep working on it. Um, keep working at it. And, um, you know, God will, God will honor what, what you do. He will bless your, your hard work and your effort, um, mm. and your perspective and your perseverance and so we have actually not yet launched it we um are in the middle of recording the podcasts and so i will certainly let you know yes um, please when, do when it happens um i think we're looking at the beginning of september so um so yeah it's it's gonna i i think it's gonna be fun um yeah. i think that sometimes adults we we lose um our childlike ways and it's always still good to have fun even um in adulthood mm, yes i'm looking forward to it please let us know i would love to yep. listen to it well thank you so much jessica for joining us on the conversation today this was so 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 enlightening empowering inspiring at the same time and i just want to say thank you to you um for joining us um do you have any um comments um or you know advice you just want to give to moms out there um as we wrap up okay um, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed doing this. Um, and I would say my advice to moms out there, um, I know that it can be difficult. You can have challenging times. Um, I have had them and I continue to have them because 
you know, it can be, um, it can be difficult some days, but I would say, remember to, um, extend the grace that God has given us onto your kids, forgiveness, the love that is, um, it's just so vital, love on them, um, hug them often, tell them how much you love them. And, uh, remember that your children are actually your first mission field. Mm. They, um, you are the missionary and they are your mission field. These are the people that are going on to grow up and become the influencers in, you know, in this next generation. And so remember that whenever you instill God's word in them, God will, God will do the rest. Um, it is our job to just plant the seed and he will do the watering and the growing. And, um, that is. I would have to say is the biggest thing that I try to remind myself Sometimes yes. we get it wrong and it's okay. Um, but even when we do get it wrong, there's always tomorrow. Mm. And even reminding our kids of that as well, you know, you may have gotten it wrong today, but you know, there's always tomorrow. There's another moment to try again. Um, so yeah, they're your first mission field. Sow the word into them, love on them, and um, and I would say that that that's it. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much, Jessica. This was really, really, really fun. I absolutely enjoyed talking to you. Um, Oh, thank you. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Well, you all have heard it so much packed in today's podcast. Um, so share with your friends, share with your neighbors, share with everyone um, that you know um, that would really enjoy listening to this podcast. Um, thank you again, Edie, for putting this together. Edie is our podcast management intern, and I just want to give a big shout out to her for hard work in making this a reality. Um, until next time, people, um, keep watching and remember that your dream is valid no matter what it is keep living that dream keep pursuing it keep going for it um and um you would not have any regrets okay thank you all for listening bye-bye thank you for tuning into dream mentorship podcast with our host mac jane creighton if you like our show and would like to learn more you may check us out at dreammentorship.org this podcast was edited and produced by Edie Frederick. Remember to join us next week for more female empowerment.